The unwritten rules of Facebook. It cut all of our ad costs by over 70%. How do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us? Some of these campaigns have done up to $20 million in sales. I think this is going to be the future for the next 10 years. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss, Heather Havenwood. Look, our whole world revolves around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most, their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start, and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts, and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word START to 72000. Again, that's text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 72000. Hi, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood with Win, helping you win with marketing, business, and mindset. And today I have, I say a girlfriend, a girlfriend on the line. Jenna, are you yeah. there? Yes, I am. Heck yeah, we're girlfriends. Girlfriend. Okay, this is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm in Texas. Yeah. She's in Texas, and we've been kicking it. And I got a chance to meet you a couple of weeks ago at a woman's event. So Jenna, I just want to you know say thank you for being here today. But I'm going to kind of introduce you differently. I'm just going to say who she is. She's a brand strategist, speaker, and author, and a badass chica. But also, she's a six- and seven-figure brand strategist and passionate about transforming business from so, so to wow with brand clarity, strategy, branding, and profit enhancement expertise. So welcome yeah. the founder of Brain with Jenna. Awesome. Thank you, girlfriend. Thank it's so you. good to be here. I'm so grateful for, I'm grateful for you and I'm grateful for what you're up to. Like this Thanks. is such a good platform. I love the conversation. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. The win. You helped me the with win. that. The yeah. win. <laughs> yeah, we did. We had a little conversation about it. I was really kind of touring with my brand and as a brand strategist myself, having the opportunity to talk to someone else that gets brand was like so refreshing, yeah. right? Because I feel like I'm always creating brands all the time for people to the people in Skinny Beam, all these companies that I own. And then there's this one thing that I'm like, I'm stuck, you yeah. know, and you're like, what about just calling it the win? I'm like, Ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> one word, <laughs> one word. Oh, the thing, 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 L-V-T-H-E, right. So yeah. thanks for being here. So let's, I just want other people to understand who you are. So just take a minute and explain who you are and how did you get to where you're at today? Yeah. So for me, my story is, you know, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I haven't always played in the entrepreneurial world. I do have a background in corporate America. I have a wide range of experience from fashion design, makeup artistry, to being a controller for about 10 years. And so it's all played its part, though, in moving me to marketing and the brand and the business acumen that has been necessary to really not only build my own business and see what's possible, but also support other entrepreneurs. And I just have always had a passion for potentiality. And I believe that in entrepreneurship, it's unlimited. 
and you just have to be willing to take the risk, get your brave on, and learn from others, clearly. You know, one of the best decisions I ever made was hiring a business coach and even a mindset coach because, you know, trying to do this game on my own, I certainly came up against some obstacles and different things and challenges. And when you have someone that you can really call on that's been there, done that, then you can make the shifts a lot more expediently. And so I even, at this stage of my business, as a brand coach in all lessons, but brand and business coach, just really support entrepreneurs in seeing who they are, understanding how to articulate who they are, just like adding the win is so much more appropriate to who you are as a brand. And that was such a small example. However, it's a very impactful. And sometimes it's that simple, yet not always that clear, right? And so I help people with building, you know, out their clarity around what they're doing, what they're selling, how they're going to make money, and just take it like a rock star and really start to step into their fullest potential. And that's what I do for myself as well as for clients. And I'm on this journey like everyone else. You know, it's not always been a straight line and I have my ups and downs. But in addition to being an entrepreneur, I'm extremely excited to be a mom. I'm a sister. I'm a best friend and wife as well. I'm still married. (laughs) The last one. Oh, I'm the wife. And the wife. You know, you kind of like some people take it for granted that if you're a mom, you're a wife. And oh, I just had to remember that's not always true. So married 15 years and and have two great kids. And the reason I run my business is so that not only can I create a better, bigger and more adventurous lifestyle for them, my family, but also for the people that I serve. So I love that. And you have a quote here that you sent me and I just love it. I want to kind of tied into everything you just said, which is entrepreneurship (laughs) is not the easy way. It is the brave way. But I just want to say, you know, being a mother is not the easy way, but it's a brave way. Yeah. And being married is not the easy way, but it's a brave way. I mean, really, you know, everything we do is not the easy way, but it really is the brave way. And something you also said about coaches, you know, I was told a long time ago that amazing coaches have coaches. If you ever meet a quote unquote coach or consultant that doesn't have a coach, I would say run. <laughs> yeah, run or say, when are you signing up with someone? Right. Are you in between? <laughs> yeah, are you between? What's going on there? What's, What's going on? <laughs> so are you that's looking for someone? <laughs> <laughs> you can sign up with me. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, even Tony Robbins talks about like, every yeah. great coach has a coach taking them to that next level. Okay. If not, we're just kind of standstill. But tell us more about the entrepreneurship is not the easy way. It's the brave way. I created that quote probably about two or three years ago. And, you know, part of my story is in 2012, I made a decision. I was partnered with my husband in our web and graphic design company. We were building that business. And in 2012, after about six years together, I really had a kind of come to Jesus moment and realized that it just wasn't working anymore. The business partnership, not marriage. And so my point of this is that I made a very distinct decision called, I am going to take over this business 100% and set you free, dear one, my dear husband, so that he could actually be more of his brand as a musician, which is where his heart actually is. And so I took over the business in 2013. And the thing that showed up for me is this brave conversation. I hadn't really recognized it before that first year Mm -hmm. when I took it over and started to really step into who I am and what I really wanted to be in the world. And I was like, wow, I've always just figured it out since very young like even as a teenager and probably younger, I've always just figured it out. I didn't always have the easiest circumstances surrounding me, yet I just figured it out or I took a new action or I made a new choice. It's like when I look back at all that, 
I started to see that it's like, it's a brave choice. And then when I jumped into entrepreneurship out of corporate America, I realized that it's like, wow, this is really brave of me. Like, Mm -hmm. this is scary. It has risk. It doesn't have a secure paycheck every week. What's that? What the heck is that? (laughs) What's a W-2? (laughs) I don't even know what that is anymore. I know. It's like, well, I don't even prefer that anymore because of the tax. Yeah, there's bad tax. (laughs) Like, I did a thousand hours and I made like a dollar. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, where the heck did the money money go? go? No, I I love what you're saying. I don't want to step on it. It's everything you said. There's so much richness to it. Is that when you just made a decision and then all of a sudden this whole thing world opened up and I just want to you know acknowledge you when you let your hubby go freedom like honey you're fired slash get out of here slash total love like you'd like I'm letting you go after your passion and then you had to step up in a whole new space that's right and that's god I can so relate to that I can so relate to you know it was like the love of somebody you're letting them go and that's the love you know letting them go after your passion but then it gives you this opportunity to step up into who you really are and kind of expand yourself and into who your wings fully and I just that's the brave on that's the win way can I call it yeah that's the win the win that's the win you know how today would you say entrepreneurs win and it sounds an odd question but either how do you help your clients to win or how do you win in today's marketplace Yeah. So for me, the win comes from, you know, getting your brave on, being willing to make the choice that maybe not everybody else that would play it safe would make. Being decisive, you know, sitting on the fence about things Mm. is kind of the worst place to be. It doesn't shift. It doesn't move anything. It doesn't create the yes energy that I believe that we need as entrepreneurs. I just talked to a client today that, you know, she communicated to me that she just got a client that showed up that's $10,000 for one week's worth of training that she's going to do. And I'm like, holy cow. And she was just a week before worrying about where the money's coming from. I said, just trust me. You've said yes. You're in motion. You're in action. You're getting the coaching. You're saying yes to things and it will show up and it will, you know, through your action and momentum, you know, things start to happen as long as you really trust the process and be strategic about it. So for me, I think it's a lot about being decisive, a lot about having the mindset in the right space. You know, you can't sit there and beat yourself up all day long and expect great results. And certainly thinking negatively all day long doesn't serve you. Yet we all have the negative chatter. I'm not an exception to that. You know, I just now have the tools and the coaches to lean on when it gets in my way. And I'm fast to take action and resolve it. I think is a skill that we have to master is, you know, when you've got to become self-aware, you got to notice when things are just not working and be willing to ask for help and say, okay, I'm stuck. You know, I need help. I need new perspective. So all of those things coming together, I think really sets us up to win. And ultimately, you know, when we are building a business, I do still believe that a business is not a business unless you're making revenue, paying attention to the numbers, and, you know, at the same time, being authentically you and serving people in a way that feels good and feels powerful and is inspiring or whatever is important to you, right? It's aligned with your values. It's aligned with the stand that you are as a brand, which is something I help clients figure out. Sometimes they can't articulate what that stand is. And when you bring all those pieces together, then you've got this, you know, well-oiled machine that's ready to be set up for success. And when you don't, then, you know, the wind suffers. 
So I, I think love- that's what has to happen. No, I love that. And also, I was just telling one of my clients earlier today, what's really cool about him specifically is that he's learning to coach others. And it's this whole new world is like the coach is coaching the coach. Yeah, right. <laughs> it really helps me expand me, right? Because yeah. he's coming up to me with issues and I'm like, okay, I'm going to coach you how I coach you. He's like, okay. You know, it's like behind the scenes of the director, you know, like what's yes, really going yes. on in the background. It's like really juicy stuff. Our conversations have become like really juicy. And he was talking to me about something and I'm like, it's your job as a coach to have them win. Right. right. And when they don't win, you don't win. Right. That's right. And I told him that I was like, what I'm coaching you and my job is to have you win. And when you don't win, I don't win. Like, that's how it goes. I'm fully responsible for you. And I want you to win at what you say you want, which is the part that's their job, right? What is it you want? And so let's get you there and let's find the steps in the gap. I call it living in the gap. Like, what is the gap? Right. And the moment yeah, you get yeah. to the gap, the it's gap. you hit that goal. It's like, let's go create another gap. <laughs> what? Yeah, let's go. F- yeah, what? what's next? What? Yeah, all right. What, gap what do you mean? I'm build? here finally. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's create another <laughs> gap. I love that. It's because when they win, you win. And so I want to know more, like, how do you help your clients find the stand, as you call the brand and the stand that they are? Like, is there a process? Is there a system? Was you have a muse you talk to? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a download, right? It's a download. I mean, how do you do that? Do you have a process? It is. In this conversation around brand, I'll just share this with everyone listening, is that I've created a distinction, number one, around what brand is versus branding. So we'll get this out of the way. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Brand for me is who you are. It's what you stand for. It's the perceived value of what you have and what you offer and who you are. Okay, so it's that intangibleness, that essence. And then branding is simply the process of expressing that. So that's how I create that separation per se. And something that I put a lot of focus on with my clients is winning what I call the inner game of the brand. And then we can play the outer game with the branding. And so inside of the inner game, step one is to really connect to the stand that you are, to emotionally connect to why you're doing what you do. Because guess what? People buy the what? The why, right? They buy the why. They connect to the humanness of who we are. And so if we personally can't connect to who we are as a stand, then it's really hard to articulate it. It's really hard for other people to get it just out there floating around and we don't know what it is. And I believe it's not the vehicle or the, you know, the business entity, the business structure, the the business that you've chosen. Sometimes I call it the vehicle that you've chosen to drive. And I believe the stand exists with or without the business. It's who you are at the core. And so if you go and change work or change jobs or change businesses or careers or any of that, you're the common denominator. And so therefore you're the stand in the middle of all of it. Mm-hmm. And so I help people, number one, get that clarity around, okay, it's not just the stand that I am for this particular circumstance called this business. It's like who I am regardless of the business. And when you know that core essence of who you are, then your value goes up, your perceived value of self goes up, and therefore others can perceive it. You're grounded in your value and what you are on this earth to do, as well as connecting to the people you're meant to serve, which is kind of the next phase of my process called the brand fans. So the way I get to that in essence is, you know, a lot of times it's either in a coaching session or a VIP day and we're working through really revealing the core of what's important to someone. And what I notice is that, and I've noticed this in my own life, is that the stand that you are is something that you have to stand for yourself first in Mm -hmm. 
so that you can then stand for others. So when I'm working with someone, I help them kind of peel back the onion layers of that. Because we start with kind of a superficial, well, I want to help people feel better, and I'm a health coach. I want to be, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's like, okay, what else? I really draw them back to a deeper level, and it's just kind of that peeling back the layers process so that you start to land on the emotional charge Mm-hmm. That really is driving all of the effort and why you wake up in the morning to be an entrepreneur and choose the non-easy way, but the brave way, you better be clear on what you stand for. No, that's really true. There's a few right? things that I heard with this. First of all, there's a quote that one of my coaches said to me a long time ago, and it was never stay where your presence is not valued. What I hear is the presence is the brand. It's almost like yeah. another way to say that, like your presence. When your presence is valued, you're valuable. When your presence is not valued, it's mainly because you're either communicating or you're in the wrong target market, you're talking in the wrong place. The other right. thing I kept hearing that is so brilliant and I kept thinking about, for some reason it just popped in my head, was Apple, right? Yep. And Steve Jobs, the guy is no longer with us. Yeah. However, he's still here. And many times, just recently in an Apple conversation, they had a big conference. They talked about kind of like, what would Steve Jobs do here? If Steve Jobs is still around, how would he lead the situation? Yeah. And it was really fascinating to me because, you know, he's no longer here with us on the earth, but his stand and what he yes. believed in and what he desired is still here. And it's almost become another presence of Apple, even though we have this huge company, conglomerate and company, right? Yeah. Way more than, let's just say, because we're going to that space, Google, you know what I mean? I don't even know who right. the guys are. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, someone asked me the other day, I'm like, I don't know, two dudes. And... Right, because right. they don't have that stand, that presence. It's just this one big, huge, massive company. But even small or big, what I'm hearing you say is you help people move through that process, the emotional charge, and finding out what is it they're standing for, for themselves and then others. That's right. That right? That's exactly right. Because awesome. when you can stand on that ground, you know, big or small, like you said, it permeates, it expands even bigger on its own. And that's all that Steve Jobs did. He was, I mean, he's just louder than probably the guys yeah. at Google. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I didn't know him personally, but, you know, but his brand and his stand, and it's like that essence of what that company is all about. And it was in his blood. It was in his blood before he ever started that company in a garage, right? Yeah. And that's what you get to connect to. And then as you grow a larger company or grow out your team or, you know, expand your own business, I believe that, you know, a brand is useless without leadership, right? So if you're going to stand for something, you got to lead it. You got to lead yourself and then you got to lead for others. And then, you know, it's not about standing on a platform and saying, okay, go do this because I'm the leader. No, it's you've got to be present to who you are and lead, even if it's silently, Right. right. Even if it's non-existent anymore, like Steve is not even on this earth and he's still leading. I was telling a client today, it's like, it's handing over the tasks. It's not handing over the leadership. Yeah, right. And I noticed that. It's aligning with that. Yeah, it really is aligning with that. I noticed that a few entrepreneurs I've been communicating with, it's like they built something and then they just have this like, okay, I want to hand it off. <laughs> here, here, take right. my baby. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. The baby on the doorstep. Yeah. yeah, it's like, here, all right, great. I built it. Let's go build something else. And I'm like, you've got to be able to build and lead, you know, lead the baby and 
you know, what I call delegate the tasks, Yeah. right? But you're right. still leading. You're the one. I think I remember a few days ago, I was talking to somebody and they were talking about how second generation companies, there's a huge percentage of second generation companies fail. Not all of them, but a lot of them fail. And a lot of yeah, that yeah. is because the whole company was really revolved around like the person. The originator. Yeah, the originator. Yeah. And there was a presence to them and there was this brand with inside the company. You know, Correct. I did business with your dad 30 years ago and I made a shake and I promised and like, you know, now the smitten young man has come up and they don't want to do business with him right. or whatever. Right. But I find it interesting. How would you coach someone and shifting the presence of the business off of the person and into the business? I mean, like in that second generation yeah. conversation, how would you do that? Yeah, that's really good. And clearly, you know, working with a lot of individual, you know, solopreneurs or yeah. the owners of small businesses, it begins with that person, right? And you're in this conversation is really powerful because it's like, how do you leave the legacy? And how do you lead without being present? What I call that process and work with some clients now that they're starting to get bigger in team and size and things like that, of being on brand. So in order to be in what I call having, you know, continued brand integrity, and brand diligence, you know, is really staying the course, whether the originator is there or not, is to be so clear on what the stand really is and to be clear and aligned with what it stands for, what the brand fans are that we're attracting and who are we, you know, meant to serve, like all of these decisions that the solopreneur needs to make, the business as a whole and the alignment with every employee, every team member, every partner inside of that business. I definitely think, you know, employees are partners, right? They're building the brand and continuing the legacy of it. And so... I do work with a couple select companies because they're in a you know a larger scale of staying on brand and it's keeping them aligned. A lot of it's just reminding, right? It's like bringing them back to center and going, okay, this is what you said the brand stands for and this is what the new conversation is or this is what you know the articulation of your brand is and so we've got to stay consistent. And uh, And so a lot of it is just being diligent about paying attention to the details, paying attention to how you answer the phone consistently. You know, what is that customer service that everybody's gotten used to? And like, that's what Starbucks did. That's all that Starbucks did was create consistency and an integrity inside of their brand strategy that includes how they answer you know, people when they walk through the door or the environment and the experience. And, you know, we got it that there's not perfection inside of that yet. It's, there's a consistency and an understanding. And so when you start to grow, that's what I think a lot of bigger companies don't do. They just keep leading and they're like, okay, go do your job. (laughs) And yet they don't have the buy-in from the person they just hired on the vision. Mm-hmm. They just hired mm-hmm. someone to get a job done and not really brought them into the vision and to the purpose and the brand standard and all of that. And that's where I see it start to kind of go downhill as far as how am I going to leave, leave the baby on the doorstep and pass it on. <laughs> right. You've got to be really clear that if that's the intention, if that's exit strategy is you're going to leave the company to a child of yours or you're going to sell it or new leadership is going to come up the ranks or whatever you're going to do, then there is a strategy and there is a purposeful intent around helping the partners and the employees that work inside of that company to really connect and to align with the vision. And if they don't, they need to go away. 
Mm-hmm. Like you need to hire people that are going to propel the brand that you have built and the stand that you are. And that's what the thing is that I teach people about the it factor is finding the intentional target of the people you're meant to serve. Well, guess what? The it factor is not just about clients. It's about the people you surround yourself with, even inside the company. Mm. And when they're like-minded and they're serving, you know, a higher purpose and really connect at a level that has nothing to do with the circumstances or the product or service you sell, but they are just like-minded individuals, more than likely they'll be able to maintain the integrity of the brand long-term. And wow. That was, sync, that was good. Then it kind of yeah. starts to fall apart. No, that's really good. There's so much there. I would say, please rewind to listen to that. <laughs> I know. I may need to rewind and listen to. <laughs> Stop. We're going to rewind that. No, that was just so much. You know, right now I'm building a company right now with my boyfriend, Skinny Beam, and I'm just reminded of all the different things that we need to, what I call, bring back to light, realign of what we're yeah. creating. But I wanted to talk about your Starbucks, right? Because I actually was a Starbucks employee at one point. Ah, I was see, a barista. <laughs> see? For, they even have names for it. That are yeah, yeah, you're not an employee. You're a barista. That's right. I was three months, by the way. I don't do well. I'm very unemployable. Well three months. Yeah, 90 days. Ta-da! Like, I was ready to take over the whole job. I was. Like, move over. I'm ready. But I did learn a lot about their culture, you know, and I did learn about like the little things that they do to create the culture and the training. Yeah. It's all in the details. I mean, for God's sake, they're serving coffee. Come on. Yeah, exactly. It's coffee. Come on. (laughs) But it's all in the details of the little tiny things that they do that is consistent with that brand over time, even down to the actual logo, the female. I had to have a whole half day training on what the actual logo is. And there's a whole like Greek mythology behind it. You know, there's a whole thing about yes, it. Yes, there is something. Yeah, I, there's I, not I just the whole story. But yeah, yeah, it's not just yeah. like a swoosh, you know, there's That's like right. whole, it's a woman, it's a female, it's about customer service, it's nurturing. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. And they actually train you in this for like a half a day. At least they did. Awesome. I'm not sure if they do anymore. But I just think there's a customer service perspective and a feeling experience. And I remember in the training, the training manual or whoever said to me, what our intention is to have Starbucks, the third home. Mm. Right? <laughs> Second. Right. Well, office, right? So. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> Mistress. I love no. that. Yeah, I know. Right? Uh, so That's home and then office and then like the third home is called it. And I just love that. That always resonate with me. And every time I walk into a Starbucks, I'm like, yeah, people have been here for like eight hours. This is definitely a third home. You know, you can yeah. see it. They're hanging out. They're just hanging out. What kind of businesses they just sit there eight hours at yeah, a time? Eight hours a day. Eight hours right. a day. They just sit there and sit there and sit there. So anyway, that was very awesome in the process. So what do you think a step one, two, and three would be, or is there one, is getting people to start that process. So clearly, you know, taking time to really reflect on the culture and what I call business lifestyle by design to stop and say, this is how I want this experience to be. Not only for me to have an experience inside of my business, you know, for instance, I've created a business. Number one, I sat down and was like, okay, I'm very intentional. When I took over the business, right, I was like, I'm going to create a business that is location freedom. 
Mm -hmm. right? I can do it anywhere. So that was very intentional. Well, all of my systems and all of my ways of being and doing and interacting with my clients and the prospects and, you know, even my employees or team or whatever has that. And so just as step one is to sit back and go, what is that experience? I want it for myself as well as I want for other people. And part of my vision is to start having high level retreat masterminds where my highest level coaching program for 12 months includes destination masterminds and intensives, right? Like that's the next level for me. And because I absolutely value new cultures, new experience, travel, seeing the world, like that's what I want for me and my family. And so that's step one is to really get clear on that. And number two is to take inventory, to sit back and go, all right, let's look at the inventory of all of the brand touch points. And so any touch point can be from the visuals that we use, whether it's a business card website, you know, social media platform all these different touch points, but it's also the experience. What kind of experience does someone have when they email you or leave a voicemail or come into your office? I mean, even my home office is painted white and I have a purple, black and silver. I mean, the whole thing is still my brand colors and visual and it feels good. And it's this white creative space. And I did it on purpose. feels good to me. I'm usually the only one in here, (laughs) but clearly it's still on purpose. It's still on brand. And so taking inventory would be step two for me is to go, okay, well, so how can I improve this? If this is the lifestyle, this is the culture I want to build, this is the experience of my brand I want to have, then is the touch points providing that? Right. And so that would be step two. And then ultimately step three is to look and see where the gaps are. I use that word as well and really identify how you're going to get there, whether you need help professional help. <laughs> and I don't mean, you know, the shrink, but you know, hire me also, right. but you know, whether it's professional help, such as a brand strategist, such as a business coach, such as, you know, I need a copywriter to make my message more appropriate. You know, my biggest thing is to look and see what needs to be updated so that it's appropriate and aligned to the brand that you are. And, you know, if you don't know what the brand is and how to articulate it, clearly that's where I help people. And ultimately, you've got to take inventory and you got to really sit back and go, this is what's priority. This mm-hmm. needs to be up-leveled. And I need to graduate this touch point so that it really aligns with the experience I want people to have. You know, my expertise is more email marketing, right? That's mobile yep. marketing. And so it's that touch point. It's like the customer touch, touch point. point. That's a touch point. Yep. The site's touch point. The opt-in, the email, those are all touch points. Every time they touch it, meaning literally being thrown at them or forward or attracted, going towards is a touch point. I love the office experience, by the way. Mine's pink, obviously. Can't figure nice. that out yet. Hello. I have a pink little carpet I got. I love this thing. I like to put my feet on it. It's just the best. It's hot pink. <laughs> it feels good. It totally feels good. It makes me, yeah, it's like, oh, I feel good. The other day I had to wash it. I was very depressed for about two days. <laughs> it wasn't I was like, oh, I can't burst my pink. So I love what you're saying because it's so true. There's all these different little pieces, the whole customer experience, not just, we were talking about Earl today. There's a gentleman, we were talking about the funnel, right? The the funnel yeah. of a process and it's about the customer. Delivery. Yeah. It's about yeah. the customer experience throughout the consistency. And Joe Sugarman, one of my mentors talked about one of the most amazing principles of copywriting is consistency, right. commitment and consistency. There's actually two yeah. principles, but together that's a strong brand commitment, consistency, commitment, consistency. Yeah. I love that. And sticking with something, writing it full tilt and commitment and consistency. So I love that you're very committed and consistent. 
Miss yeah. Jenna. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. So this, I really love what you're doing. The other thing I wanted to point to was about the lifestyle. I'm the same way. You and I talked about that when we had a glass of wine. That's right. Is actually, I drank your drink. (laughs) Well, you didn't drink the whole thing. I did. I tasted it. I was like, I'm drinking a margarita. And I think I I won. I was like, I'm so sorry. I just drank your drink. It was the business lifestyle design. I did the same thing a couple years ago. And you and I discussed that is that I made this very conscious choice is I want freedom in location. Yeah. And it really is a key thing to everything I do. Is it going to make me here? No, I don't want to be here. You know, I just want to be able to be free and where I choose to be at any time. And I think that's just a very conscious decision that you've made as well. Yeah. And I'm so excited. I actually created intentionally. I put it out there in front of me and said, I live by the ocean. And that was my kind of creation statement. And I did so last year. I actually, out of the blue, well, it's not so much out of the blue when you create it intentionally, but it showed up is that my college roommate text me last year and said, hey, my family and I are going to New York City for the whole month of July, but would you come to Destin, Florida in our house in the San Destin Resort and house sit and dog sit for five weeks? And I was like, yes, and I'll figure it out. And so I was like, oh my gosh, it just landed right in my hands. And my daughter and I went over there and lived there for five weeks. And so I created it again this year. So now I'm going to live in Destin for three weeks in June of this year. And same thing, work and play. I get to drive over, take my computer, you know, my headphones, whatever I need to do, and still function, still work, and still play at the same time. I say that because it's the possibility for everyone. And if you don't want that, it's okay. But create it, right? Create it intentionally first and go, this is how I want it to be, and then step into it. It took a couple years for me to get to Destin every summer, but it's like that's what shows up when you really get intentional. Mm, Okay, I'm going to take that one, by the way, Liberty Ocean. And come see me. (laughs) I'd love to come see you. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, my God. That'd be so awesome. You know, I moved from Florida to Texas, and I moved from Marco Island where I was staring at the beach every day, and I really made a decision a while ago and it hasn't happened yet, but I made a decision. I want to live between Florida and Texas. Just, you know, and I laugh because if anyone here is listening and they've ever like been in Florida for a long period of time, you realize that every other car is not from there. Yes. Right. (laughs) So it's like, Oh, Florida, then it's Ohio and then Canada and then New York. Right. So it's very normal to have two licenses, like Florida license, a dual license, and then New York or whatever. And I moved back to Texas and I got a Texas license, but I kept my Florida. It's technically legal, right? So I got pulled, technically, I got pulled over by this cop and I show him my Florida and he's like, ma'am, this is illegal. I got to take you to jail. Mike, it's not expired. expired? (laughs) No, it's it's totally legal and valid. And he's like, well, I'm going to take this or I'll take you to jail. I'm like, take the license. I don't want to go to, really? Really? So he took my Florida, Florida, my Florida valid, valid, not expired driver's license. And I did have a valid Texas as well. So I'm sure there's some state law, you know, here in Texas. Yeah, here (laughs) in Texas. I guess it's it's a Texas thing. It's like once you're here, you'd be committed. You got to be committed to be a Texas. (laughs) 
<laughs> you got to be committed. You have to stay. <laughs> you have yeah. to stay. So anyway, I'm going to create that I live by the ocean in, Amen. in Florida. Amen. So thank yep. you for so much. I'm going to wrap it up. Where can they find you? If they want to work with you? or My quick and dirty is my website, www.brandwithjenna.com. And that's J-E-N-A, one N. And there's, you know, contact page on there. You can reach out to me. There's social media. There's podcasts of my own called The Brave Entrepreneur. They can listen to episodes about that. There's ways to get started, free resources. All of that's right there in one place. You know, feel free to reach out. And there's even a place you can schedule a call with me and just get it connected. And, you know, if I can help in some way to anyone listening, that's what I'm here for. So that's the best way. Love it. And you can listen to our episode because Jenna interviewed. I'll be putting it on there. Me. So, yeah, go listen to that. So thank you, everyone, for listening today to The Win with Heather Havenwood and Brand with Jenna. Thank you so much for your time today, Jenna, and speak soon. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text sexy to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Text sexy to plus one three two three four five seven double two double eight. Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments. Interview requests. Email media at sexywellsync.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss is me. Again, the number is 512-677-4763. Check out all of Heather's sites. Heatherhavenwood.com Sexybossinc.com E2Lab.com DatingTriggers.com this is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.